0: self-care.
1: I'm holding on to this self-care with
0: every ounce of me. (laughs) Join us as we journey through sharing together. This week's guest is Laura Miller. The reason why I wanted to have Laura on the show is because we share a couple of things in common, but the main one being social anxiety. When I started
1: doing YouTube, it was... One of the most challenging things of my whole life, I'm socially anxious, I'm an introvert, I wasn't the right person for it.
0: Laura's story is magnificent and brave and she actually inspired me to share a little bit about my social anxiety and the depression that I've dealt with I feel like with the internet there's this lack of boundaries that people have Yes, <laughs> because you're basically <laughs> allowed to say whatever you want we're talking about the ins and outs of using the internet and boundaries.
1: I'm so angry by the, like the lack of compassion that people have like that there is a situation That they don't know enough about And maybe shouldn't say anything about it
0: Yeah, I think you guys will appreciate This episode because it really Dives deep into The behind the scenes There are so many things that people don't see On Instagram and Twitter And YouTube and Facebook You never know what someone else is going through You never know how they're suffering And being able to sit down And talk with Laura is a prime Example of not only Showing up for yourself but speaking your truth without shame. This is Laura's story. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey, okay, so we are here. (laughs) How are you, Laura? I'm
1: good. How are you? I'm doing
0: good. I'm trying to stay cool in this hot DC weather. But other than mm-hmm. that, I'm doing really good. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good to have you on the show.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm an avid listener. Oh, that, makes, hey Girl.
0: that makes me really happy. I love when listeners say that um so okay so i know a lot about you just from what you've shared on social media and me being a follower of yours and watching your youtube videos and all that cool stuff but for the guests who don't know who you are just give us a rundown of who you are what you do and any other juicy stuff you want to add in there (laughs) okay
1: so yeah this is actually the big question of my life right now what do i do yeah i i do food i had a a very tiny raw food dessert business in San Francisco. And I was part of like this farmer's market where I would sell all my stuff. And the farmer's market was having like really bad PR. And so they tried to do little videos on specific vendors, me being one of them. And that video randomly led to me doing raw vegan not gross which was a youtube show for a channel called taste made yes and then that turned into also my cookbook that i put out last year by the same name raw vegan not gross so i do basically all plant-based food and hopefully in like a somewhat entertaining way because i'm like not necessarily the normal person that you would see doing food because I don't know. I have a really low voice and I am not very chipper or something like
0: that. I don't know. Well, I'm... I love your videos. They crack me up. So there's oh, that. Thank
1: you. <laughs> yeah, I, I never, it's something I never imagined myself doing because I just don't feel like I'm the right person for it. But it ended up working out really well. Also, a big part of the last year was that I basically, I've had mental health stuff for the last 20 years. It's something that I actually put into my, I talked about a little bit in my, cookbook about mental health and then I went to my all of my cookbook events and that's pretty much all anybody wanted to talk about at my events Interesting. <laughs> which was awesome yeah yeah and it seemed like people were really hungry for it so I started a series called Talking in Circles last fall
0: yeah
1: which was just about getting you know like various people's voices on uh, mental health and just dealing with life as a human and then I dropped off the bat because I was pregnant and having Horrific depression, mm-hmm. and I basically have been off the internet for a year,
0: <laughs> which is not a bad thing at all. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, Keeps but you sane. It, it's yes, totally. But it's been a big year for me. Yeah, in a lot of ways. So that's kind of where I'm at now. And now I'm just resurfacing with some some new talking in circles projects, but they're not out yet. So yeah, but I'm working on it.
0: Well, that's that's really awesome, and I'm glad that you touched on the mental health part of your journey because that's kind of what I want to talk about. Of course, we'll tap into like raw vegan, not gross and talking in circles. But I really wanted to chat with you about how your depression and social anxiety played a part in your pregnancy and post-pregnancy. So when you found out you were pregnant, what was your first an initial reaction was it pure joy or was it like oh crap
1: um, I sobbed because I was at the time trying to get a bunch of my health stuff sorted out including mental health so mm-hmm. I was really in the depths of a depression already I was managing it more or less right. but I had previously been on medication which had essentially been a lifesaver for me. Basically, I started having really terrible night sweats and I couldn't figure out what was going on. Also, I was having just some dips. Anyway, I decided to try to come off the medicine
0: mm-hmm.
1: in the year before that. And anyway, was trying to get a bunch of health stuff sorted and in the process ended up becoming pregnant. So it was really kind of this scary moment for me because I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle this. I don't know what pregnancy feels like. I don't know how my mental health is going to go through this process. And I, I was terrified. Yeah. And for good reason, because it ended up being really a horrible, horrible time for me. And I hate saying that because, you know, I have this beautiful daughter that came out of it, but it was... You know, I fought my way through every day of that pregnancy for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How did you how did you fight through it and how, you know, you're married? How was your husband? Your, your, I'm sure he was your biggest support system and cheerleader. How was that for you guys navigating through the highs and lows of pregnancy hormones? But not only that, your depression and your anxiety.
1: My husband was a warrior. We talked through the entire thing. I mean, to the point where, (laughs) you know, there's not much to say anymore, except like, we just got to get through this and all of that. But yes, I mean, we had only been married for about a year. It's not a stress you want to put on your marriage Mm -hmm. at all. I was very, we were both just very aware of what the situation was and that we just had to do essentially triage and cut out everything in our lives that wasn't totally necessary Mm -hmm. anything that could bring extra stress anything that just like didn't feel good because we were already in survival mode all of the time essentially so it was really like I mean it sounds very dramatic but it really was a dramatic situation I my mental health was so bad that we had to you know just really cut everything out that wasn't important whether that's I don't know, really like situations, going to events that we otherwise would have gone to, Mm -hmm. people who would just bring a lot of stress into your life. Yeah. Things like that just had to be... At a minimum. Yep.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I I get that. None of that. I get that. Rewind, before pregnancy happened, what was your biggest hurdle within your mental health I know that you talked a lot about your social anxiety which we share that in common mm-hmm. um, that's always fun that's always <laughs> joyful <laughs> <laughs> um, but I I, I want to know how you navigate it through that specifically you're on you're on YouTube right and you're open to everyone's outside opinions and I know that that can be triggering you're on social media and sometimes people have stuff to say on social media like how did you protect your mental health while navigating through your work life
1: this is yes this is such a huge deal for me and honestly yes when I'm it's very perceptive of you because when I started doing YouTube it was one of the most challenging things of my whole life because I'm you're right I'm socially anxious I'm an introvert I have before that had never performed ever 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 right like i had never been on a stage i had never done anything like that and it's so all of that like it's that's that's kind of what i meant before by i wasn't the right person for it Mm -hmm. like i'm not the i'm like a very introverted in my head person and that's not necessarily who usually goes to do something like that so it was really difficult i would go home every day and cry my mom would text me that I had grit and that I needed to like have grit and I'm going to get through it. And that's what I did. But yes, the, I mean, people commented on my weight, people commented on my voice, all of that. I mean, I had to basically just get through it and I think it was good. It gave me, it made me braver Mm -hmm. eventually. And, you know, I've got really had to go through it in a, as, as, like a second big round of that with this mental health stuff, because on Instagram, I said, look, I'm back on medicine. Mm -hmm. And it's funny, I remember when you were posting about your fertility journey and seeing some responses that you got. And I I saw it while I was pregnant. And I remember how angry I was for you, Mm -hmm. that people were saying kind of like flippant things and Giving, trying to give you advice and things like that. Yeah. And just being like, oh my God. Right. <laughs> like, do you don't understand.
0: You don't understand any, like, p- people don't get it. And I feel like with the internet, there's this lack of boundaries that people have. Yes. <laughs> because you're basically allowed to say whatever you want online. And while I know most of the comments were coming from a good place, it's like, you're not in this space and I'm sharing this, I'm sharing this very intimate side of me and my husband's life because number one, we're not the only people who go through it. And number two, infertility isn't going to silence us. You know what I mean? So, right. But that's why we're speaking up. And while, yeah, everyone's like, well, the internet, if you put on the internet, it's going to be open to opinion, but it's like, but not everything needs to have an, an outward opinion, like text your girlfriend, you know about your, your opinion about my. You know what I mean. I know that sounds kind of harsh, but it's like I don't. I really don't understand because I wouldn't do that. You know what I mean. I would never go on someone else's social media and and just vomit out. You know, just craziness. But you know, everyone's different, and that really triggered my social anxiety too. Just finding those boundaries and being able to gently decline people's opinions yes. but also absolutely when instagram came out with that turn off the the comments thing game Uh-oh. changer for me oh
1: <laughs> that's you know i like I haven't posted it i've post so very rarely right now yeah that i didn't i didn't even know that was a thing now it's a thing it's a thing. oh boy this that might put me back on the have put me back on the internet <laughs> might put you back on the nap um but but it's
0: difficult like dealing with and okay, here's another thing i want i wanna touch on so you mentioned you were you were selling at farmers' markets and then having those in person exchanges with people is ve- it's very daunting i mean I'm an introvert too, and I have to kind of turn I have to turn on my extrovertness and then when I go home I have to recharge completely because people as much as they mean well they drain me and that's something that I've been trying to work on and deal with, but people see me and they're like, "She must love people. She must love talking. She must love sharing." And it's like, "Oh my God, only if you guys knew, right?" So,
1: (laughs) absolutely. I mean, if I'm being totally honest, the only way I was able to do those markets—they were night markets, so it's sort of like a party vibe—and I would just drink. (laughs) Like, I, I had like, I. Some of my friends would come and uh, and help me, and. I would just have a bottle of tequila behind it and like me and my introverted friends would just talk to a ton of people and I, afterwards I would have to like get in bed for three days mm-hmm. because I was so exhausted. It's also so it was so vulnerable for me because I was putting out this thing that I really cared about. Yeah, yeah but also felt really conflicted about because it seemed like it was like the kind of food that I couldn't afford to pay for. Mm. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. I, you know, to make, I wasn't charging enough and people would still say kind of rude or mean things. And I would have to be like, all right, I'm going to let that one go. Okay. Moving, you know? yeah. So I, and I mean, that kind of led into, you know, the next stage of then YouTube and it's just amplified even more. And then the next stage of, right. you know, I put a book out and then I, you put a book out and there's reviews. There's reviews, for reviews. The book. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then you tell the internet that you have horrific depression and have just gone back on medication and, and people tell you that you're a bad mother. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's yeah. a lot of, yes. I mean, I, t- I absolutely understand what you're saying. I, I think it's really interesting how forthright people are with like giving advice on the internet. Yeah. I mean, if I'm being honest, I it makes me so angry. Yeah. <laughs> and that's part of why I've had to stay off the internet, essentially, because I'm so angry by the, like the lack of compassion that people have and mm-hmm. the lack of understanding that they do not understand yeah like that there is a situation that they don't know enough about and maybe shouldn't say anything about it yeah and and that they don't know your journey and that all, all of these things so anyway I was really feeling <laughs> my pregnant angry brain read, was reading the comments when you people were commenting on your fertility stuff and I was just I felt so protective of you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And which is weird because like I haven't met you in real life, but uh not weird I at all. Just... I get that. I get it.
0: <laughs> like I have my internet family and I'm like, Ugh. stay away, you know, so I feel totally. You.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, as, as a person who myself puts out pretty vulnerable stuff, yeah, I saw that you were doing, you were being brave and you were doing the same thing and you know, that's to have those kinds of responses. It's just, it hurts.
0: It hurts. And And I I get that. Yeah, it hurts. And it's tricky. But I've set up some pretty good boundaries. And I want to talk to you about that. Like, how have you set up your, your boundaries on and offline? And how have you intertwined self care into motherhood, married life, and just individually? that's a great question.
1: <laughs> well, as far this, the self care that was most important to me, as far as surviving the pregnancy, because I was in such a scary level of depression. I mean, I was in, I guess I haven't said this yet, but I was in the, the I don't want to be alive anymore mm-hmm. version of depression. So again, it really was survival. And I took a lot of baths. Mm-hmm. I took a lot of walks. I listened to a lot of podcasts because I couldn't really interact with people very well, and podcasts became my friends, essentially. (laughs) And I was really searching for other people's stories on pregnancy and depression and motherhood and things like that because I felt completely out of my depth, and I just didn't see anything out there about it. And and this kind of goes back to what we were saying before, but it's part of why I do share about my story Mm -hmm. because... I know that I couldn't find enough about prenatal depression and the, the like one or two things I found like podcasts or, or blog posts or things on the internet saved me. Like they were, they saved me. They were like, Oh, I am not the only person in the world that's going through this. And Mm -hmm. that's just so important as a human (laughs) to, to know that. And my boundaries had to be so strong throughout, I mean, really through this whole process. And again, that's why I really had to take myself off the internet. And, and it wasn't a great time to do that because I had just put a cookbook out, you right. know, two months before. Right. And I, you know, I want my publisher to like me. Yeah. I want the book to sell really well. I, you know, I've, I had never not worked. And essentially, I had to stop working. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I didn't get married until I was 32 years old, but I, you know, I'd never been in a place before where I was relying on a partner. Right. And so that was a whole different dynamic. I had to cut out everything that drained me at all. Yeah. And I kind of said this before, but I had to cut out you know friendships where i felt like i was always a therapist.
0: Mm. Well, we're going to talk um, about that. Definitely want to talk about that.
1: So, you know, you know, it's not that i don't love those friends, it's just this is this is this isn't the season for our friendship. Yeah. Because i don't have it in me and also i'm just trying to survive and like nothing really feels like it compares to that. So, I shouldn't have said that. It's not a comparison.
0: Right. No, I feel no, I I definitely I get it. I get it. I get it all the way. Join the millions of students, including myself, already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for my listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for free when you use my code. That's right. Skillshare is offering Hey Girl listeners two months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash Again, that's Skillshare.com slash to start your two months now. You will not regret it. Skillshare.com slash I recently started wearing a new bra by Third Love and I absolutely adore it. Did you know that breast shape matters when you're finding a good fit? I didn't. Third Love uses data points generated by millions of women who have taken their Fit Finder quiz to design bras with breast size and shape in mind for a perfect fit and premium feel. I found the Fit Finder quiz really helpful when I was picking out my Third Love bra. I didn't know I was wearing the wrong size for so long. I think what's really awesome about this is that over 12 million women have taken the quiz to date. And it's actually a pretty fun experience. I answered a few simple questions and I found my perfect fit in about 60 seconds. Third Love offers more than 70 sizes, which is more sizes than most other brands, including their signature half cup sizes. Not only that, but Third Love is convenient. You can skip the trip to the mall, find your fit with their online fit finder, order, try it on at home. No more awkward fitting room experiences. What really sold me on Third Love was the 100% fit guarantee, Every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, and put it to the test. And if you don't love it, you can return it. And 3rd Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. 3rd Love's team of expert fit stylists are dedicated to helping you find your perfect fit. Fit stylists are available every day to help via text, chat, or phone. Returns and exchanges are free and easy. What's not to love? 3rd Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now, they're offering Hey Girl listeners 15% off of your first order. Go to thirdlove.com heygirl to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com heygirl for 15% off today. It's tricky when you have to... I like that you said that not... Every friendship is for every season, specifically mm-hmm. when you're dealing with mental health, because if you feel like you're constantly you're you already feel like you're empty, right? And then you're constantly having to fill up other people, it's tricky and it's not it's not conducive to the healing process, at least for me. So with that being said, boundaries and self-care after pregnancy. So your baby is here and she's healthy and happy and beautiful. Has I know you said you're back on your medication. Have you felt like you're able to really be more present with the baby now that you feel, you know, you're out of your depression and have how are you other than medicine catering to your mental health in a way that's gentle and uplifting because I know there has to be bad days even when you're on meds so how has that been working for you
1: yeah I mean it's funny because I still had a resistance to going back on the medicine right after the birth I had you know read I fundamentally don't want to be on medicine. It's right. just a requirement for me. Right. So I was like, oh, I've heard that, you know, you can go- have your brain chemicals can, after you go through birth, can actually like kind of sort some things out for you. You know, I was still kinda of, sort of hoping, but I knew that I was probably going to have postpartum depression, mm-hmm. <laughs> given that I had had a horrifically, you know, depressed pregnancy. Right. So... I got the medicine before birth. I got a therapist lined up before birth. I had, I had a therapist, but she's still in the Bay Area where I'm from. So I was trying to get somebody in my area. I live in L.A. Mm-hmm. now. And basically, we were trying to be fully prepared for the mental health stuff so that that could, you know, so that we would at least be on a baseline with most how most other people people are dealing with a newborn right and that said I got about two weeks in I was trying to make sure that I was waiting for you know the hormone dip that you get three days after the birth mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all of that to sort of sort out a little and then two weeks in, it was very clear that nope I still have horrible depression and I'm not going to make it if right. I right. don't get on medicine right so it was great because I already had it and I started it and You know, that essentially just puts me on a normal playing field. I wouldn't even consider it self-care so much as just putting me in a normal human space. Mm -hmm. And then above that, I mean, we still have a lot of boundaries.
0: Right. And you have to. You have
1: to. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm very protective of my husband and my baby and my dog. <laughs>
0: um,
1: so there's just a lot of situations we don't go into right now still. And the other part is we just survived the roughest year of our lives. So it, it isn't even just having a newborn. It's like we're still kind of recovering from that year plus a newborn. You know, like right. it's, it takes a toll on your your marriage and your body and your, you know like there's there's a ton of stuff to sort out yeah, anyway so a lot
0: of moving parts I'm
1: sure yeah absolutely
0: so I have I, w- I want to move on to the creativity aspect because what really made me fall in love with you was not only the frubes, <laughs> cuz I have like all the shirts <laughs> your fruit <frubes laughs> shirts which are fruit boobs which are fun and your social anxiety necklaces. I was when, when I discovered you making your social anxiety necklaces, I had just come out of a really bad anxiety episode. Wow. I mean I had just written about it. My essay called Field of Flowers on my internet journal thing and It was a really hard time, really, really hard time for me. And I was looking for ways to use my hands and be creative and also include my family with that creative process. So when I found, you know, the polymer clay necklaces that you were sharing, it was perfect timing for me. (laughs) And I literally bought all the clay in Michaels and started (laughs) kneading and rolling and flattening and making circles and just all this beautiful, you know, stuff with my hands. And it really helped soothe my anxiety. So I want to know how you came up with that. And do you still make them and how they have been helpful
1: for you? Oh, first of all, that just like kills me. That makes me so happy to hear. <laughs> Um And you did it with Charlie, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yep. I remember seeing that and being super excited. Um, I, I mean, I've always had kind of side projects that helped me get out of my head. It, I used to make a lot of fruit jewelry and like, like wigs made out of vegetables and stuff. That's kind of like what I used to, I used to do a lot of that on Instagram. But when I start doing things like that, my brain shifts. It's actually, it's a, a really interesting thing is that I often remember my dreams mm. from years from years and years ago wow. while I'm doing things like that. It's so bizarre. But that's how I know that I'm getting my brain really into a different place while I'm doing something. Mm-hmm. It actually happens a lot now with my baby. Wow. I'll be with her and it, that same thing, which I just think is so awesome and cool. It is. But working with my hands has always been something that's been good for me. For a while, that meant doing a lot of stuff with plants. And then for a while, it it was, you know, just side creative projects while I had a normal job or whatever. But it really is a necessity for me. And it's funny because I started making those necklaces. To be honest, I don't remember why. I think it was just like, oh, I found this clay. I really love the feel of it. I'm going to start playing with it. Mm -hmm. And then I ended up making so many of them that I... I Actually wore them on my wedding day. I saw um, that they were so beautiful. Oh my gosh! Wa- oh, thank you. That wasn't planned. I actually made them because I was going to have like the bridesmaids wear. Anyway, uh, last minute, I was like, I'm just going to throw all these on myself, and it was the best decision because it was like a shield. I was able to. Yes, it was a shield, and I felt very much like like myself mm-hmm. because I was like, oh, this kind of weird handmade. Thing that's really—it's just me—is on me, and you can see it right when you look at me. Yeah, (laughs) there's no. I don't have to pretend to be anything else. Yeah, so obvious. Yeah, that this is what it is. Anyway, it it, that those kinds of projects are always so helpful for me, and I—I'm so glad that you connected with it because I didn't know if it'd be weird to put in video form. Like I didn't know if people were gonna get it. 'Cause it's kind of just a thing that I would have like my friends do when they came over and like, Hey, let's make necklaces. Yeah. This is fun to do while we hang out. But anyway, I'm really glad that you did that.
0: <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. They were actually a lot of them were actually hanging on my wall when I was done, like little like decorations, and I ended up giving oh, yeah. them all the way to different friends. Who oh I love that. So it's it's just it's just a really special thing and I'm really glad that you that you shared it. So we are going to wrap up here in a second. But before we do, I wanted to get three tips from you that have helped with your social anxiety and depression. I know a lot of people feel like they can handle it by themselves. And I find it very admirable that you've not only spoken up about your boundaries with your depression, but that you need help. And that there's nothing wrong with needing help and leaning on people around you, i.e. your therapist. So top three things that you could give to someone who is in your shoes or tips that you would give your older self. However, I mean, your younger self, not older. self. <laughs> tips that you would give your younger self. Whatever feels right to you, I would love for you to share that.
1: Number one would be find your people because having even one person in your life that you can be honest about the situation with, and that isn't going to judge you and that, and that tells you, yes, this is real. You're not crazy. Mm -hmm. Like that is so incredibly important for me. That's my husband because throughout this process, what has saved me is him looking at me and being like, you're not just a bad person. This is real. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: (laughs) There's so much shame in all These mental health issues, that even that just in and of itself is such a huge deal. Number two would be, and especially if you can't find your people, would be to get really professional help, whether that is a counselor, a therapist, a psychologist, a doctor, you're, you know, a priest, somebody who can help you find the resources that you need. Because it's so overwhelming, especially when you're in a bad place, to try to, okay, what's my treatment plan for this, you know? Like, what are the the steps I'm supposed to be taking? And you really need to have somebody at least checking in with you for those kinds of things. And number three would be water. (laughs) Um, Getting in water, drinking water. I'm not able to swim right now, really, because I don't have, uh, that's hilarious to say because I live in L.A., but I'm on the opposite side of town and I never go to the beach here. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But um, baths, drinking water, washing your face, like water is a reset for me Mm. and I take it very seriously and staying hydrated can really help with anxiety. I think those are my three. Awesome.
0: Awesome. Thank you.
1: (laughs) This is really good. Thank you. I mean, I love,
0: I love how, you know, the conversation just flowed and was really random, which is fun and great. (laughs) Um, But no, seriously, I I appreciate you opening up to me about this. And I really honestly feel like your story is going to resonate with so many women. And it's just, you know, extremely admirable that you were able to chat with me about this.
1: Thank you so much. And you're, you're all of the, Everything you're putting out right now is making me braver. No. So it, it really means a lot to me. Um, so thank you for so much for having me.
0: Yes, of course. Hey Girl is a member of the District Productive Network. Produced by Jamie Benson and me, Alex L. Music provided by DC's own Kokai.